So the Abarbanel first brings, this is in uh, the Abarbanel on Dvarim Cafe, which is the end of Pashat Kitetze. I'm really summarizing here because it's extremely long, and uh, as the Abarbanel often is, usually is. And uh, he basically lays it out that it's, a, uh, it's essentially a, a special chesed that Hashem does for, uh, for the Jewish soul that allows it uh, this additional opportunity. First reason is to give it more chance to perfect itself if it didn't fully actualize its potential. Second reason is not to uh, increase perfection, but because the, uh, the soul didn't attain anything at all. Forget about increase. It didn't, it didn't go anywhere. So it has a chance for a, a second. Does he give sources? Or? He's just saying within the Kabbalah what the Kabbalah asserts. He's just saying what, it, what they're arguing before he says the reasons, meaning the basis for it. He's just saying the purpose that they see for it. Just like we were saying before. Because it seems like the real reason to believe in Gilgul is a, an ad hoc solution to the problem of the injustice that we see in the world. Which is not very convincing. Meaning, that's not a good reason to believe something just because it solves a problem that you have. You have to have a reason to choose that solution. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that it is a band-aid for a problem. Right. Correct? Mm-hmm. So, but he's not even dealing with it. He's just like, it's a wonderful thing. Guilt. Third reason is not to increase perfection or to perfect it for, to begin with. Rather, it is to punish it because it was bad before and uh, it didn't get its proper onish. Mm-hmm. So basically, since it deserves a very terrible punishment in Olam Haba, instead it will get it in Olam Hazeh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once again, a chasad. Yeah, it's different types of chasadim. He says, but sometimes it will go from all kinds of different gilgulim will happen. That's what he says. Uh, two or three times and no more than that. Because it says in, in Eov, uh, okay, it's a pasuk. Now he says, there are many proofs that the Mekubalim found in the Tanakh and in Chazal and in the words of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That's uh, a proof. Why should I give you more proofs? You can just see from Yehudan Tamar that the Yibum, the whole concept, was that you're supposed to perpetuate the soul of the deceased. By that the because <clears throat> according to the Mekubalim, the whole idea of the yibum is that's that the, so the, is that what that's so not uh, okay that's I'm just reading to you what he says. So the the, the whole idea of yibum was that the per, the brother that died is now his soul's going to come back into the son that is born after. I know that this is convincing Moshe. I can just tell from his face. Not what Torah says though. He's going to be in Bet El Yeshiva tomorrow instead of learning with us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's good to know the reasons behind it. What, you know, no, where the reason. Exactly. It's interesting that he says that as like a matter of fact. Oh, I don't even need a proof. It's like right. obvious He says even Torah. Socrates said it in the... In, uh, in, uh, it, oh, wow. Plato reported that Socrates said it. Yeah. Wow. That's a great... That's a great, that's that's a, the a great, some great proof. So are we now going to believe everything Socrates believes? Because he even said it? He said, however, Aristotle and Aristotle in his commentaries very much rejected this idea. And they thought that Gilgul is, is impossible. And here are the reasons they gave why it's impossible. Okay. Number one. Oh, so it's not, it's not actual reasons. It's 
Aristotle's reasons is proving against Aristotle's reasons. No, no, he's saying Aristotle and the commentaries said showed Gilgul is impossible. And this so is he's why. going to prove No, no first he's going to say why they said it's impossible. Okay. Number one, because the soul is, uh, whenever the soul gets united with the body, it's like a new entity. Okay. So it's not really the same soul. Okay. So he says that there is so far. That, when, that the, the soul renews itself when it comes into when there's a new material. And uh, if there's and if you're just adding a soul onto a pre-existing body, that wouldn't that wouldn't make any sense. Meaning, if the soul enters a body that already has a soul, so. Um, it would really not be the same soul as before because it's going to be a, a soul that enters into uh, a new body. Second, it says that uh, really the body and the soul have to be properly matched. You can't just take a random soul and put it into another body and expect it to work together, which is kind of similar to the previous reason. And, uh, and, and, and basically, uh, a lot of what it's saying, okay, you don't even have to go through the, uh, all the reasons. The, ba- the basic reasons are that the soul, since the soul and the body are units, as long as the person is alive, okay, you can't simply move a soul from one body to another because the soul is not fully separate from the body, that it can just be transplanted into another body. When it's alive. Meaning, if the soul exists in the world, yeah. in the world, it can't just be attached to a new body as if nothing happened, and it's going to be the same soul, because the soul is something that is unique to you to the combination of body and soul that is you. If the soul separates, you can't just put it into a new body and it's like it's really the same soul. Well, I mean, even from Aristotle's perspective, I can argue against those. Well, these are he's just give, he doesn't agree with them. He's just actually no. just giving. Yeah. I think if he's making his own argument pretty easy by. Yeah. Putting a counter argument is very weak. Yeah. Well, these might be the actual arguments that are put forth by Aristotle. Right. Uh, some of the other ones are like if the if the soul had wisdom and then he put it into a baby, then why doesn't why is that, isn't the baby a genius when it's born? Which is like very obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else does he have here? Um, oh, and then it's and then the last reason is really a very weak argument, which is that. If people, if you believe in Tchiyatamitim, if your Gilgul was in five different bodies, which one is going to be yours when you finally come back? Very that that that's the least of the argument. So then the Yabarbanel goes on and he says, "Look, um, okay, let's say, let's see. Oh, right, and this is really what I was, what I was, what I was saying. That the the real question is, what is the nature of the soul? The real problem." is what is the nature of the soul. There's two possibilities. Either the soul is this separate entity that exists in you, or, and you are like a carrier for the soul, or the soul is something that emerges from you. Mm -hmm. It's a potential in you that you develop and you nurture, and it becomes actualized over time. If that's the case, there's no way for that to be transplanted into somebody else, because that is you. It's who you are. You and your soul are inseparable. If I take the soul out, I can't put it into another body because by definition, it is an organic unity with the body when it's connected and when it separates, it could only be reconnected to the same body. It wouldn't be matched with any other body because it emerged from the unique entity that is me or that is you. 
right? And therefore, it doesn't work. And he brings all the different opinions of the philosophers about the soul. And then he goes back and he critiques their idea. He says, no, it's not true. Basically, he says, no, it's not true that the soul is just a potential in you that gets actualized. It's actually an entity inside of you. And since it's an entity inside of you, it could be transferred just like you can transplant your arm. Well, they didn't know about that. But you, know, you can transplant your organ to another person. You can transplant your soul to another person because the soul exists in you and interacts with the body but actually is not you uh, in, the, in the way that the other philosophers believe. I'm really just summarizing what he's saying because it's a lot longer than that. But in, in, in essence, he's saying the exact opposite of what I was saying before because I was taking the other side. Right. Meaning, it all comes down to if you believe that the soul is something that emerges from you. You're born with a certain potential, you nurture it, it grows, it emerges. It's not a soul inside you, it is you. You don't say my soul is inside me and there's me. There's me and there's my soul. You don't say that, soul is me. So why is that? Because the soul is that which evolves and develops over your life from the unique experiences you have, from whatever organic basis it has, from all these different factors, it grows and it, and it develops. Yeah, but the, the only way they can argue their side is that you, you make the soul different than the person. Right. So then what happens is, if the soul is like an entity that you carry inside of you, they think of the soul, the Mechubalim think of the soul, as almost like you have a gem inside you, you have to polish it, you have to, t- whatever, you have, s- or whatever, you have something inside, you have to polish it, you have to take care of it, you have to nurture it, you have to watch over it, you can't let it come to harm. And then in the end, somehow that, in the zikhur of that, you go to Olam Haba. But really, it's a separate entity, so it could go, the soul that is in me now, could be in Kobe, tomorrow. Not tomorrow, after. Right, right, meaning, uh, okay, not tomorrow, but you know, could be in your body at another time, and you would still be Kobe, but you would have my soul. Right, and and that's the that that's an assumption. If if the soul is this kind of an entity that is independent and just exists within you, it's like a foreign entity inside of you. So that's what you have to believe in order to believe in Gilgul. Does this sound real? If you, but what a more natural organic idea of the soul is that it emerges from within the person naturally. It's not a metaphysical entity that God injects into you. And if that's the case, it's inseparable from your identity. You can't have the same soul assume a different identity because your identity and your soul are connected to one another. They're one and the same. As opposed to this idea that your soul is something within you that you are responsible for, but it's actually not you. It's not the individual you because it can actually be transferred to some other guy. And then it's the other guy's soul. The whole question becomes like, so then in what way is it me? But the other thing that bothers me about the idea of Gilgul is I don't understand if, if my soul, if I die, my soul goes into another person. How is that person me? If that person is a baby and they grow up and they are a, I don't know, a totally different human being, so in what way is the soul me? Am I trapped inside the... Is whatever yeah, I gain so, spiritually, so, so I'm trapped inside that, there? And I guess the argument would have to be, you are you, your soul is not you. Your soul is something else 
It's not you that you have in you. That I can transfer somebody. Yeah, you can't transfer anything. That yeah. will, can be transferred. Yeah, can be transferred. Yeah, he, but then God but, has a database of a limited amount of souls. Right. He doesn't want to create extra ones. So because it's, it's too difficult, too costly, yeah, or, or, or too expensive. Yes. So <laughs> supply and So since there's, there's an, an infinite amount of people, so, he's going to use the same souls to put it. I have people. a question, though, but according to that, which makes perfect sense. Why? <laughs> so then, so then, I don't really go to Olamala. My soul does. No, you do, and you get to eat the Leviathan there, and it tastes no, like I'm the serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, meaning the souls go to Olamala that we don't. The souls, yeah, yeah. You go into the ground, and the souls go to Olamala. Yeah. Right. So, so really, what um, investment, what vested interest do I have in the soul that's existing in me? It's just a foreign I don't see the problem. Right. I don't see the problem. The soul is actually who I am. My body okay. is not me. So my soul can be in me and it's in a body that's called Sean Aziz and yeah. whatever it lives and then my body dies and now my soul can go into John Haraba or whatever. I don't know. So and what? I just have a different name and a different body and then, but it's my soul. Well, everything you cultivated in that soul, got where is reset. it now? You got to reset. Right, right. so then how is it the same thing? Back to zero? Like if I have a hard drive on my computer... And I totally wipe the hard drive and I give it to you. Physically, it might look like the same hard drive, but it doesn't have any imprint of what it was before. So in what way is it the same, the same hard drive? The question is, how could you be a Gilgul if you don't remember your previous life? Right. That's one of the questions what that they ask. You, what are you fixing? If if, yeah, right. You it's almost like this idea that kind of reminds me of like an Ari idea, which is that the soul, instead of thinking of it as I as an individual am elevated from the Tuan Mitzvot, there's a soul in me that I'm responsible for, like, being mitzakant. And if I failed, it goes to the next guy. And I'm just out of the game. Because the only thing was, if I'm zocheh somehow to be mitzakant, this soul that's inside of me, somehow I get to go to Olam Haba. But if not, I actually, as an individual... You are not your soul. Right. It gets passed to the next guy. So Sean Aziz's soul goes to... Uh, to Shaniqua Aziz, some other, some other lady, instead of a guy, whatever, it could be anybody, and... Uh, or a dog. Right, yeah. or a cat. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. And then, so what happened to you? So basically you failed, so you as an individual are out, and the soul that was in you is now passed to somebody else. So there's really... Who has to be mitzakeh. So there's three... So then what's your connection to the soul? Why don't you become a dog? How is the dog mitzakeh? Because it's going to suffer being a dog, and then the soul will be too confident. Um, but the soul is not me. Like, well, that you, sounds cool. We're saying that there's three parts. Okay. But what if it's a really well-treated dog, and then it won't work? <laughs> Can I be a lion? <laughs> I want to be a dog. Or a fly. I would hate to be a fly. Well, first of all, everybody hates you. Let me go with humans. But that's it. I mean, that's essentially the debate. Have we reverted... And this, uh, this? How many pages of ink are written? Are it's a very problematic idea because I think people don't think fully through how how difficult it would be to believe in that idea if you really were consistent. It's a very difficult idea to be consistent because of what I'm saying. I mean, is it me or not? If it's not me, so then what connection do I have to when it is in me? Besides that, I'm responsible for fixing it. Right. And if it if it actually is me. And how, when it's transferred to the next person, is there no vestige of the me? It's just a normal side of the In what way... Can we learn to go on instead of uh, a barber now?
In he just way? says one line. <laughs> Some people who call themselves Jews believe in this transmigration of souls. <laughs> that sounds a lot better. And does he call them idiots? I have two questions. Huh? And then he doesn't go out bashing them? Saying, he just says that one thing. In what okay. way... I remember can, that one. In what way could believing in this change a person? First part of the question. Avodat Hashem. Meaning what purpose at all could it affect anyone's life? My second issue this is... This is what he says. This. Yet I must say that I found certain people who call themselves Jews professing the doctrine of metempsychosis, that's reincarnation, which is designated by them as the theory of transmigration of souls. What they mean thereby is that the spirit of Ruvain is transferred to Shimon and afterwards to Levi and after that to Yehuda. Many of them would go so far as to assert that the spirit of a human being might enter the body of a beast or that of a beast into the body of a human being and other such nonsense and stupidities. No, but jokes aside... Wait, 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 wait. wait, This in itself, however, indicates how very foolish they are. For they take it for granted that the body of man is capable of transforming the essence of the soul so as to make it of a human soul. After having been the soul of a beast. They assume, furthermore, that the soul itself is capable of transforming the essence of a human body to the point of endowing it with the traits of a beast, even though its form be that of a man. In other words, if it's a human soul, how does it go into the form? How does it go into a beast, and vice versa? It was not sufficient for them then that they attributed to the soul a variable nature by not assigning it uh, intrinsic essence. But they contradicted themselves when they declared the soul capable of transforming and changing the body, and the body capable of transforming and changing the soul. And so on. And but jokes aside, I think the real question here is not. I thought like, right. That's a hold on. Talking. Hold on. I think the he's question here. Called ago. Yeah. I think the it's question here is mean. not is not the logic, logical argument. The question is: Is there a source for, for Gilgulim, like an early real source? Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it comes the down to. The earliest source, I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known for sure. Would you believe if there's from a what Rabbi Breitowitz said? It would have legitimacy. Yeah. All that Rabbi Breitowitz said at the earliest. But we source, can't. We can't speak logically. We can't like argue about Kabbalah. Kabbalah is a source. Kabbalah. No, he said Rabbi. there are only Kabbalistic sources. Yeah. So even the Abarbanel is saying that all the philosophers and all the non-Kabbalists are against it. There's sources for all So the Kabbalah is saying the kind of idea that I was saying before about the soul being this independent entity. The earliest source of an actual chacham talking about something like it is the Rambam. How he understood it, I have no idea. How he made sense out of it, I have no idea. I have no idea. Wait, have you but seen he, it in the Rambam? Yeah, I mean, he, he but like, hints to it. Like, he, like, he is he making it? it like, I can't believe he's making it up. I'm sure he has this from somewhere. He no? hints to it in... Uh, he won't talk about it openly. He hints to it in a few places in Torah and in the Book of Yilv. But he doesn't. He doesn't explain where he gets it from. He just like he's the first one who talks about it. Like, oh, I have this new idea. It's called Gilgulim. No, I, he, I find it hard to believe. So, like, my question is, if it's an idea that's fundamental to answering tough questions, and we have a book called Yob that deals with these tough questions, why isn't it one of yeah, the? Yeah, he tries to force it into the book of Yob, isn't it? Oh, because that's really the answer that there's Gilgul. Oh, so his conclusion of the book of Yob is there is there's an answer Gilgul. and there's Gilgul? And there's Gilgul. What? Where does he see that? <laughs> yeah, no, he has sure. a long period. Maybe we should learn the Ramban. If that's the first source. It's a very long source. It's like, it's like one trip that Oh, it's on. It's on okay, that makes sense. Yob, At least he, it's on the right place. He's very, very cagey about it in the Torah. He'll just be like, you could tell what he's saying, but he won't say it outright. In the in Yob, I think he's more explicit. We can look there next time and see what he says. Why isn't it anywhere in the Torah? He says it is. Look, it's evil. Dinosaurs aren't in the Torah either. And neither is radiation. (laughs) 
Actually, Rabbi Tony says that's a fundamental idea to our. Tony Nim Gedolim, Rabbi Tony. So, so what again? What? How could this affect someone's life, believing it or not? My second question is: I feel like there's a leeway to. No, I'm trying to speak my a, thoughts. At worst, it's going to be. At worst, it would be a, a strange or nonsensical idea according to the. I feel people can use this as an excuse for misdeeds that they do. For example, Anna, let's say a certain religious person is very sexually active. You know, say, oh, my past skill bill, this was the issue I'm trying to fix. I'm just trying to make... No, well, they fix it. They, no, they would, I'm trying to think, like, it could be the issues. I don't know. Uh, they can blame, they can blame the, their problems on, the on someone else's skill Right, bill. instead of saying, I did a hit and therefore... Uh, and therefore this is happening to me and I take responsibility for it, they say, oh, I didn't do anything wrong, my Gilgul is being punished. That's true. 100%. Uh, I'm just trying to think of... They usually don't use it that way. They usually try to find... Well, I mean, they do, basically, because they say, I'm righteous, but I'm taking suffering. Right. And he and the Ramban is saying that's basically what Hashem said to Eov. Yeah, the reason why is because of Gilgul. That's how the Ramban basically feels that the story... But that's not how the story of Eov ended. He's saying that all the allusion to the mystery of creation is uh, basically saying guilty. I know what I think. Even though it's really hard to see that. Kobe, what do you think? What I, I would love to see in what character he sees Gilgul. We have to look exactly, but I know one of them is the Barbara Nelson, when he says, uh, God will do it two or three times that a person is on their bed and then they come back. And it's like, it sounds like it's talking about a sick person. Uh-huh. Right? Who gets saved. But he says, no, no, that's not about Gilgul. It only happens one, two or three times. Kobe, what do you think? Right, from what I understood is that a person has an, an, like a Shekinah, right? And that, meaning we're not, we're, who we are is, is, is we are our Nishama, but we're, we're not, like our bodies are, are different, right? Meaning like, because we get pulled, we have desires in different, like areas and we know what's right and what's wrong and then that's like like people say like oh it's your nishama pulling you this way and your your the yitzhara pulling you the other way so like could you say that like you are your nishama like i don't know if like we are our souls you know so like the idea of like saying like that our soul can be you know it hasn't finished a job and one body can jump to another body that's how I like how I understand. How is it you? Is the question. It didn't finish. But how is it Kobe when it goes to the next one? How is it you? In what way is it you? Is my why question. does it need to be me? Otherwise, meaning why is it about why is it about the human form? Why how is it connected to you though? Meaning so it's like you. It's you're like wrong, a, you're out of the picture. Meaning if you are not in the soul, you're out of the picture. No, it's like a rechargeable battery. Like Kobe, Kobe Quantum got this part of the. Of the the purpose done of this neshama done, but it still needs this so much what, done. So what is connected to you? I mean, that is what they're saying. They're saying you basically pass it on until it gets fixed. I mean, let's take it like like a battery, right? Like, okay, each and, each and the next guy goes into if he does like a really bad job, then and you're also screwed. Now your battery is like less charged. Yeah. The question is like, how do you go with your neshama to the next thing? In what way are you connected to the neshama? In trying to answer the question of of uh, why do good things happen to bad people? They actually open up a Pandora's box of a bunch of other really bad questions that are much harder to answer about like... Uh, yeah, like which body am I going to get into the team? That was the big one. Or what if the next guy screws it up for me? Why am I, why am I held responsible for that? 
Well, who, I don't know if you are, are you? I don't know. I, I, Not I, clear. But it, there's a question. It's and, it's, and it's a harder <laughs> it's a harder question why do good things happen to bad people? Because life sucks and sometimes bad things happen. Like, I, I don't sorry, know. sorry that it hurts your feelings. That's usually the Rambam's answer. Wait, you said that? <laughs> um, it's funny you said those words. <laughs> Wait, those words, I want to add on Aaron's baby passed away. I went to his house that night and his funeral. No, I went to him, I was trying to speak to him that night, whatever. Should I stop the recording? And he told me, no, he told me that night, life sucks. Sometimes there's, you know. Well, he said that. I was saying, oh, yeah, being, it makes sense. That's what, sometimes just life sucks. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to make I, a reason for it at all. I told him he's never going to make he's not, sense of yeah, it. He's not going to lessen anyone's suffering, yeah. but sometimes there's, there are. Suffering is real. Yeah, sometimes there aren't answers. And, and, and your conclusion to why there aren't answers is uh, like five steps. If you knew you were God, you would be God, and you're not God. And the more you seek those answers, the more you're going to... Yeah, answer. so you're, you're, you're just, you're essentially wasting, wasting your time trying to find reasons. Thank you, three. Yeah, okay. I'm about, about sending over four. I'm, 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 I'